RadioInfluence.com. This is Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. A look inside the biggest and most controversial news stories you need to know now. One of the country's most relied upon law enforcement analysts, Vincent Hill. Hey, good evening and welcome to Beyond the Badge. I'm your host, Vincent Hill, coming to you, of course, from Atlanta, Georgia. And I want to jump right into it because I'm kind of upset. Actually, I'm, I'm really upset about an incident that happened this past Sunday. And it involved myself and my son. And if you listen to this show, you know I'm a very avid uh, gun holder. And I advocate the Second Right Amendment to bear arms. And I usually don't leave home without my pistol simply because there's a bunch of stuff that always goes on, uh, not only in the city of Atlanta, but around this country. So Sunday, my son and I were on our way to the Sprint store, which is literally uh, 0.3 miles from my apartment. Uh, So, you know, we were going there. Uh, He had the iPhone 7. It was due for an upgrade. I wanted the iPhone X. Uh, So I was, you know, just going to use the upgrade to switch out his 7 for the X, then give him my 8, swap the numbers, blah, blah, blah. So we're in the store, and you know how going to the Sprint store, any cell phone carrier store, it's a pretty long ordeal. So we're in this store probably about 35, 40 minutes at this point. And a black female walks in wearing a gray hoodie with a beanie cap on her head. And a few seconds later, two black males walk in with hoodies and beanie caps. And I kind of look at them and go back to what I'm doing because the clerk at the counter is helping me switch the phones out. But as I'm watching, the two black male, the black female left, the two black males stay in the store, but they just kind of conjugate around the the uh, counter where the iPads and the Apple Watches were. And they really weren't, you know, looking around at phones or looking at the tablets or anything like that. So this went on for about 10 minutes. And I started to get this uneasy feeling. Just something wasn't right. And I even told the clerk at one point, I said, hey, I think these guys are up to no good. And she said, well, I'll take care of them in a minute. So I don't think she was putting two and two together. But of course, I'm always watching everything. Uh, So about two minutes later, one of the guys pulls out a gun. And the other guy starts yelling, you know what this is. You know what this is. Everybody on the ground. Now, my son's sitting on the stool. And I'm kind of like standing at the counter, kind of leaned over. Uh, I told my son, don't move. And I didn't get on the ground personally because... There's only one person I kneel for, and that's God. And neither one of these guys, as far as I know, was God. So uh, the shorter guy, now keep in mind, uh, I'll get to that in a minute. But the shorter guy uh, tells the the clerk, I believe the lady that was helping me was the manager on duty that day, tells her, give me all the money. So she says, hey, we don't have cash in here. So she shows him the drawer. So he walks over to where me and my son are. Because we're at that counter where the drawers are. She opens it. She says, we don't have money. Now, the other guy with the gun goes to the other counter on the other side of the store. Tells people, give me all your phones. Now, keep in mind, my my phone was out, which was the iPhone 8. My son's iPhone 7. And the brand new iPhone 10 that I had already just paid for. uh, Or just uh, 
got, I guess, I had to pay for the activation, of course, was sitting out there. Uh, he didn't take that. He forces the lady in the back. I could literally hear him say, or her say, uh, please don't take my purse. So he stuffs a bunch of cell phones in his backpack. He comes out, the guy with the gun uh, grabs the other phones from the workers and the customers, and they run out of the store. Now, all the while this is going on, I think my son knows me very, very well. Because all the while this is going on, my son is telling me, Dad, please don't do anything. But I didn't have my pistol on me. And if you rewind back about 30 minutes or so before that, when my son and I were going to the car in the garage, and keep in mind the store is about 0.3 miles from my apartment, I get down to the garage and I say, man, I forgot my pistol. And something told me, go get it. But then the human part of me said, nah, we're just going down the street. We're going to go to the Sprint store, take care of that real quick, go get something to eat at a drive-thru, and we're back home. So I didn't have my pistol. But I got to tell you, there was a lot of things that ran through my mind. Now, keep in mind, one person with the gun was on the other side of the store. The guy that came over to me was probably at best five foot four. Now I'm six one. Now I very easily, excuse my French, could have knocked him the fuck out. But there was only one thing that kept me from doing that. And it really wasn't even the guy across the other side of the store with the gun. It was the fact that my son was in that store and I didn't want anything to happen to him. And I had a bunch of thoughts going through my mind as all of this was going on. Like, if I had my pistol, I know I would go after the guy with the gun first because he's the threat. And I know I can get some shots off and subdue the other guy before he can get to the door. So I thought about all of that. But I didn't act, of course, because A, I didn't have my pistol, and B, had I knocked out the other guy, I still would have had to have dealt with the guy with the gun. And again, my son was in the store along with about eight other customers and the workers. So there were about 15 people in the store at that time. So as this is going on, I'm like really, really pissed. Not because the store is getting robbed. Not because they took the other people's cell phones, which they found later across the street because they knew they were being tracked. I was really pissed because I felt helpless and I felt like I couldn't protect my son simply because I left my pistol and I was too lazy, if you really want to know, to walk back up the four flights of stairs to go get it because I was just thinking, no, we're just going to the Sprint store. Everything will be just fine. But after it was all said and done and I had a chance to calm down and relax and woosah, I started thinking, right, we hear all of this stupid crap about gun control. But what did it do this past Sunday when the Sprint store was getting held up at gunpoint? It didn't control anything. Now, had I had my pistol, I could have controlled the situation as a licensed to carry permit holder. I could have controlled the situation. So the gun control theory that I always hear 
I got so angry just thinking about how many times we hear that, especially from the left and especially in the mainstream media about, oh, we need better gun control. Gun control would have prevented that robbery from happening had I had my pistol because I knew those guys were up to no good. I just knew by their movements they were up to no good. And then I started thinking, okay, what if I would have shot the guy with the gun? And it came out that I was an ex-police officer. And we know how that stuff goes right now with police and the black community. I wonder what the fallout would have been had I done that. And then I started to think, well, what if by some happenstance that police happened to be driving by while all of this is going down and the guy with the gun gets in a shootout with police and the police who respond happen to be white and they shoot this individual who was black What would the fallout be then? And I started to think, and I even told my son this, I said, now had I either I shot him or God forbid a white police officer had shot this this guy with the gun, a black male with a gun, everybody would have overlooked the fact that he held the store up at gunpoint. Everybody would have overlooked the fact that he pointed that gun at two workers at the Sprint store. Everybody would have just focused on the fact that a black, another black male was shot and killed by a white police officer. That's what they would have focused on. And if you don't believe me, just think back to Ferguson, where you see Michael Brown strong arm robbing a store just nine minutes before he was killed. Now, everything that went on at the store, the guy pointed a gun at two people. The other guy forced a clerk in the back. They didn't care about anyone's life in that store. And it's obvious because he pointed a loaded gun at the workers. But I assure you, had police reacted or if I would have reacted, oh, my God, the fallout would be ridiculous. It would be ridiculous. And I think, as as a matter of fact, let me correct that. I know there was a reason that I didn't go back and get my gun. I know that was God protecting me because he knew how I would have reacted. He knew full well that I wouldn't have allowed myself, especially in the presence of my son, to become a victim of somebody that doesn't want to get off their ass and go work for the exact same things that everyone in that store was there to buy. So I think back now when I was walking down to the car and I said, man, I forgot my pistol. No, I'll be okay. The human part of me was like, no, you need to go get it. But I know now that it was God that told me don't go get it because I know for a fact I would have reacted. I would have reacted based on being a citizen who has the legal right to protect my life and the life of others. And I would have reacted based on my training, my police training, which although I'm not a police officer anymore, you don't forget that training. And there's a reason my son kept saying, Dad, please don't do anything, because even he knew how I would have reacted had I been armed, had I been in that situation when armed with my nine millimeter Glock pistol. He knew that that individual with that gun would have received two to the chest. And had he continued to move, he probably would have received 
one to the head. And I would have been legally justified in doing that because he approached citizens with deadly force. There wouldn't have been any, oh, it was an unjustified shooting. It wouldn't have been any of that because when you look at the surveillance footage, he's clearly pointing that gun at people. He clearly had his hand on his trigger because I'm trained to watch hands. So he easily could have pulled that trigger, whether it had been by accident, whether it would have been on purpose, you name it. He easily could have pulled that trigger and killed someone. So I wouldn't have hesitated to eliminate the threat because that's what I'm trained to do. And that's my U.S. citizen right to do to protect my life and the lives of others if there's an imminent threat. But let me tell you how stupid, and yes, they were just dumbasses, how stupid these three were. So the female, who wasn't in the store that long, but her face wasn't covered up. The two males, even though they had on hoodies, they took the hoodies off and they had the beanie caps on. And you could clearly see their face. So, not only were there eight surveillance cameras throughout the store, the counter they were standing by with the tablets and the watches, they kept touching with their hands. So guess what's all over the counter? Their fingerprints. And guess what? When the short, fat one walked over to the register and the clerk, the manager, whoever she was, showed them, hey, there's not any cash here. There's two cameras Right above that. So when they get caught, how'd you catch me? Well, let's see, idiot. Not only were you in the store for about 15 minutes on surveillance video, you left your fingerprints all over the place. So these weren't even very smart robbers because if they were, they would have went in and went out. But they were too busy trying to size people up because they looked at me a few times. They even looked at my son a few times because he mentioned it. He said, yeah, the short one kept looking at me. They were sizing people up. Maybe it's because some people say you still walk, talk, look like a cop. Maybe that's what they were trying to figure out while they were in there for 15 minutes. But they weren't too smart because in that 15 minutes, that's 15 minutes of surveillance footage. That's 15 minutes of their body movements. That's 15 minutes of their mannerisms that people will know when they see them. People will know that when they see them. How'd you catch me, dog? Well, idiot, how do you think we caught you? So after it was all said and done, yeah, I, I couldn't leave the store before the robbery because... The clerk had my phones and she was swapping them over and they were upgrading and downloading and all that other crap. So after it was all said and done, my son and I had been hungry the 30 minutes before the robbery because we were in the Sprint store for a while. So we were in the store for probably two hours from the time police got there and we gave statements, yada, yada, yada. So we were were, uh, going to go out to eat. And by this point, I didn't want fast food. I wanted you know, to sit down, have a drink, de-stress, debug from this crap. 
But the very first thing I did, I said, son, we're running home real quick. He said, you're going to get your pistol, aren't you? I said, yeah, absolutely. I said, because if stuff pops off again, somebody is not going to make it out of there. Somebody's not going to make it out of the situation. And I refuse to allow myself to be a victim again because for whatever reason, I didn't bring my pistol and for whatever reason. And again, I think it was God that I didn't go back to get it. I said, but this time I'll just have to pray to God because if I'm presented with deadly force, you best believe I'm reacting with deadly force. So that was the one and the only time I have left my place without my pistol. And I assure you, it will never, ever happen again. And there's a lot of people that call me crazy because I carry all the time. People tell me that all the time. But yet yesterday, the one time I needed it, I didn't have it. And to those people that always call me crazy because I do, well, that's exactly why I do. And if you were smart, you would do the same thing. But enough about that. So, uh, you know, I had mentioned that, you know, when I was watching these guys, I just knew something wasn't right. And I also tried to tip off the clerk, the manager, whoever she was, uh, to let her know something's probably about to go down. But you've probably heard by now, I'm sure you have, because it was all over the news, that uh, New York suffered another terrorist attack or an attempted terrorist attack last Monday at the New York Port Authority, uh, where this individual who credits ISIS for his decision uh, attempted to detonate a pipe bomb strapped to his body. Uh, Luckily, he wasn't the best bomb maker in the world, and really the only person that got truly hurt was himself, and I believe four others were uh, slightly injured in that attack. Uh, And, you know, it was captured, a lot of it was captured on surveillance footage uh, there in the subway station. Uh, But it just goes back to what I always say, especially this time of the year where ISIS is saying that they're going to increase their attacks. It goes back to what I always say. If you see something, say something, and always be mindful of your surroundings. You know, I always live by... If you offend someone, so what? If it saves your life, who cares if they were offended? If it saves the lives of hundreds or thousands, who cares if they were offended? Because we're not in that day and age, unfortunately, where we can be politically correct. We're not in that day and age where we can say, well, yeah, I saw a guy meddling around with a book bag and he dropped it and then ran really fast. But I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to seem like a racist or I didn't want to be stereotypical. We're not in that society anymore. And we quite frankly, haven't been in that society for the last 16 plus years. So we really need to get out of that mindset of, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to look like the bad guy. I don't want to look stereotypical. I don't want to look like a bigot. I really don't care how I look if it saves lives. I didn't care how I looked yesterday when I told that, or Sunday, I'm sorry, when I told that clerk, uh, listen, I think these guys are up to no good. Some people could, could have called me an Uncle Tom because I was profiling black males. I wasn't profiling black males. I was profiling the situation. 
I knew something wasn't right, and I told the clerk. Now, unfortunately, she didn't react the way I'd expect her to react, but that's neither here nor there. I reported it, and that's what we have to do as citizens, especially in this holiday season, because a lot of people are going to be traveling, whether it's in the airport, bus, train, you name it. If you see something, say something. If you see something that you just think is dangerous and you feel like you need to excuse yourself from the danger, do it. Do it while you're calling 911. Do it while you're finding a police officer. Do it. Who cares if somebody gets offended? I don't care. I get offended. I don't care if somebody sees something that I'm doing that they seem as suspicious or crazy. Who cares? If you save your life or save the lives of others, what difference does it make if someone was offended? All right, but enough about the bad stuff. The next time I talk to you will be after Christmas. That's right. I can't believe we're about a week away from Christmas. Less than a week away, actually. Man, where has this year gone? I have no idea. It's gone so quick. Uh, I do want to take this opportunity to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas. And yes, I use the word Christmas because I believe in Christ and I believe that Christmas is the day that my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was born for my sins. Whether you believe that or not, I'm not going to hold that against you. That is just my belief. That's how I was raised. So if I offended you for my beliefs, I would say I'm sorry, but I'm not because I can't hold anyone's beliefs against them. Uh, but this Friday, I, I can't wait. I'm actually blessed to be able to take my mom to the Bahamas for Christmas. So she and I are flying down to Miami on Friday, getting on the cruise ship. She doesn't drink, but I plan on doing quite a bit of drinking. Uh, there's only so much you can do on a cruise ship with your mom without needing alcohol to go along with that. Uh, so, of course, we'll be back after Christmas. I want everyone to have a very safe, happy, prosperous Christmas. Remember the reason for the season. And 2018 is is fastly approaching. Um, wow. You know, where did the time go? 2018, you guys have been with me uh, for this entire year. I, I I greatly appreciate that. I couldn't ask for anything more. The numbers, the ratings continue to grow for Beyond the Batch. I would be nowhere without you guys that listen to me every week. I would be nowhere without RadioInfluence.com for giving me this platform to come to you guys every week. It's an honor. And a lot of people say, well, yeah, you're on Fox News. You're on this. You're on that. You always have a platform. But there's a difference between doing a five-minute segment on live TV than having your own platform where you can come unedited, raw, and just give it to you the way you want to give it to someone. You can't do that on Fox News. You can't do that on radio. You can't do that on any of these other shows that you may have seen me on that I appear on quite regularly. You can only do that here through this format, this platform, and I'm so thankful my friends Jerry 
and Jason over at RadioInfluence.com saw fit to bring me on board with that family. Hopefully big things in 2018 are coming. I do plan on having a lot of guests on the show next year. What I want to start doing is hopefully getting some of these officers that were involved in some of these cases via Skype to do some interviews with them, some family members of victims of uh, law enforcement officers that were killed in a line of duty. I definitely want to give them the platform to be able to come out and tell their stories because those are the stories you don't see in the mainstream media. Uh, you don't see the family members of officers killed in the line of duty. Hell, you barely see the officers killed in the line of duty. You only see what the mainstream media wants you to see, which is typically the guy that robs a Sprint store and then gets shot by a gun-carrying uh, citizen like myself or a white police officer that just happens to show up at the Sprint store while it's being robbed. Those are the only stories that you hear. Those are the only su- supposed victims that you hear about in these situations. So next year, 2018, I want to be able to have those guests on here. I know a lot of officers probably won't be able to talk because their case may still be ongoing, but my focus is to find the officers where the case has uh, been rectified in court and get them on here. Again, get some family members on here to start talking about these cases, make it a lot more personal for my listeners, make it a lot more personal for those that have been affected by these cases. And I think it's only fitting, I think it's only right that they do have a platform to tell their side of the story. Now, let us not forget, tis the season. And it's not just the season to be jolly. It's also the season for criminals, for robbers, for burglars to be out doing what they do. Trust me, I know firsthand from what happened to me this past Sunday. Make sure you're diligent. Make sure you protect yourself. Make sure you protect your loved ones. And if it comes down to it, if you have to protect someone you don't know, do it because that's what we're supposed to do. But just remember, it's the season. Burglaries are up. Robberies are up. Carjackings are up. If you're out in public, don't be out on your phone texting. Make sure you're watching what's going on around you. Keep your phone in your pocket. If you're a female, I suggest that you keep your phone in your pocket and not in your purse because if your purse is stolen guess what you can't call for help you can't call police you can't call a family member because your phone is in your purse so if you can keep it in your pocket don't be out in the mall parking lots walking around texting taking pictures selfies and all of that stuff that we like to do that we get comfortable with doing because trust me someone is watching if you can park in well-lit areas Don't park 30 miles away from the mall because you got a fancy car and you don't want it to get scratched because trust me, you're a target. If you have a gift that you just bought in the store and you're going to buy more gifts, don't walk the one gift to the car, put it in the car and go back to the mall. Trust me, someone is watching. I say all that to say this, be safe out there. Don't let anything deter you from doing what we do as Americans going out and celebrating the season, but make sure you're diligent in your surroundings. Be safe and take care of your family. All right, now it's time for my 10-7 segment because it's almost time to get out of here. 
And tonight I honor police officer Paul Lenzinski, El Mirage Police Department, Arizona. End of watch, Tuesday, December 12th, 2017. Police officer Paul Lezinski suffered a fatal heart attack while involved in a foot pursuit of a wanted juvenile in the area of Grand Avenue and Greenway Road. Officer Lenzinski suffered a medical emergency and collapsed during the pursuit. Other officers immediately provided medical aid, but he passed away a short time later. The subject he was chasing was apprehended. Officer Linsky was a U.S. Army veteran and had served with the El Mirage Police Department for 17 years. He was survived by his wife, three children, mother, and two siblings. Uh, Godspeed to you, sir. Thank you for your service to the country and to the community of El Mirage, Arizona. And to that juvenile, uh, I will tell you that you will be charged in this officer's murder because your actions led to the foot pursuit, which led to his medical condition that led to his death. So you will be charged in his murder, whether you know it or not. And I hope that they try you as an adult because whatever you were running from was not worth this officer's life. And this officer, just two weeks before Christmas, is now not here because he was out protecting and serving and chasing someone that was wanted for a crime. Think about that. Let that set in. His wife, his three kids, his mother, and his two siblings won't have a Christmas with him around right now because of the actions of a wanted juvenile who decided to run from police. Hey, I want to thank you for listening tonight. Again, a very Merry Christmas to all of you. I love you. And I will talk to you after Christmas. Thank you and good night. To continue the conversation, get updates on the show, and to find out when you can see him on television, follow Vincent on Twitter at Vincent Hill TV. That's at Vincent Hill TV. This has been Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. This is an Ian Beckles flavor in your ear quick fix on Radio Influence. Sexual assault is trending. And I I don't know how long this is going to continue. I I don't know if I want it to continue or not. Because the names that are coming up are are, are amazing. The level uh, of accomplishment that some of these people that are coming up. I mean... The names that have come up so far, if you have a list of people, you got to think about the net worth being in the billions of dollars of people that have been accused or just Bill Cosby enough, you know, to make to make the number big. Um, but, you know, it's just coming out now. Larry King came out. I mean, you know, Larry King looks creepy to me anyways. And that one didn't shock me. I can see him walking around with his hanger shirt, trying to lure young ladies into in the closets that this looks like what he would do, but there's no name that's exempt right now. The NFL network just cleaned house. Marshall Falk, Ike Taylor, Heath Evans. Listen, I've been around football players for a long time. And this is not me making excuses because I'm not, (laughs) but putting football players around women is bad. I'm just telling you from example, it's just bad. Football women, football players and women 
is a bad mixture if you want everything to be kosher. Um, I've been around Marshall Falk before. He's going to try to talk to every girl that's in the building. That's what he does. I've been on flights, NFL flights. And let me tell you firsthand, you know, a lot of people don't want to hear a lot of things. Well, let me tell you firsthand. They hand select the stewardesses to go on those flights, the NFL flights. They hand pick the stewardesses and the criteria must be first and foremost. You're a slut. I mean, that's straight talk. If if you're a straight lace, attractive stewardess. It's not going to work. There's going to be lawsuits up the yin-yang. Some of those stewardesses were sleeping with half the players. You have to do that. Players are going to grab. It's bad. It's bad. I know. I'm not one of them. I wasn't one of them. But there was lots of them. I do know a lot of stewardesses on those flights were reoccurring stewardesses, and I know they were sleeping with a bunch of players. You have to have, I mean, it's a bad mix, I'm telling you. Warren Sapp's name came up. You know, Warren's name has come up a few different times, a few different situations. You know, and I was reading up on that. Um, Warren sent her uh, a gift that was a vibrator, which looks like uh, lipstick. Looks like a lipstick. And Warren even tweeted it out himself. This is what I said. I thought it was a gag. That doesn't make you a sexual predator. Now, once again, Warren's had other situations. And I'm I'm definitely not defending them on a few of those, but sending your your is it wrong? Probably does that make you a sexual predator? Not in my world. It's really easy to judge somebody from the outside looking in. But what if Warren and this young lady have had numerous conversations and she's talked about how much she uses her vibrator? What if they've had that decision, that conversation? Would it be wrong for him to buy for her then? Well, just because he's above her is. You can't do that. Once again, is it right? Probably not. There's a lot of things we do that aren't right. But there's a lot of us who like to throw throw stones in glass houses as well. You can find Ian Beckles Flavor in Your Ear on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and RadioInfluence.com.